into the main body of the Ed podcast, where we're interviewing the writer of today's book, Amelia Westlake, Erin Goff, the writer's Erin Goff. Um, I just wanted to intro the book to make sure everyone is on the same page about the book that we're doing, and if you're interested in the book that we're doing, you can go read it before you listen to the questions that we've got for Erin. Um, so, in Amelia Westlake, there are two main characters, two girls. First girl, her name is Harriet Price. She is a model student and she's got, she's extremely rich and her girlfriend is going to be Australia's Prime Minister one day. Will Everhart, on the other hand, is not so well off. She lives with her mum, her dad is practically non-existent, and she's the school's bad girl. Um, together, they hatch a plan to expose what's happening at their school that isn't so good. So, swim teacher, for example, is not the nicest guy. Uh, he's constantly getting girls to do specific things for his own pleasure and has harassed many of them on multiple different occasions. So Harriet and Will team up to expose what's happening at that school through social media. So they start this account on Instagram called Amelia Westlake and they use it to write articles, publish exposing stuff about the teachers at the school so that someone can realise that what's going on isn't okay. But it gets slightly out of hand. It turns into more of a bullying situation where the girls start using it for their own advantages and not what it was originally planned for. And the school finds out and the book is about what happens there, and I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone who hasn't read it. Hope you will enjoy the book and the episode that we've got planned. See you later. Hi, I'm Zara. And I'm Beck. And I'm Marilla. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Story Station. So this week we are doing a very special episode that we've been planning for a few weeks. And we are interviewing the author of Amelia Westlake, Erin Goff. Hi, everyone. Um, Can we start we're starting with, the, um... with a random icebreaker question written by Beck. <laughs> um, what is your favourite way of eating a potato? What is my favourite way? Oh, that's such a good question because when you think about it, there's a lot of ways to eat a potato. Yeah. Look, it's a hard, it's a hard call because I really like the potato in in all its forms. But I'm going to go for the good old-fashioned mashed potato yeah, with cheese uh, and lots of butter and salt and pepper. Yeah. Sounds great. We can start with questions? Yes. Okay. Sure. Do you want to go first? First question, how many drafts did you have to do for Amelia Westlake? We're talking about that one. All right. <laughs> Look, to be honest, it's hard to say because um, there were quite a few. Um, but I would say that in terms of drafts that I handed in to my editor, there are at least three um, complete drafts that 
I handed in and then we worked on changes and then I handed in again. So um, the whole process took me about 12 to 18 months to complete. Yeah. Did you rewrite the whole book for each of the edits? No. So um, there were definitely great chunks of the book that I rewrote, but actually um, with Amelia Westlake, and this is certainly hasn't been true for any other books that I've worked on, it was pretty much um, the general st structure of it was there right at the outset and um, the changes were more in the content and the emphasis and also the perspective, like um, who, uh, who would be um, talking to each part of the story because, as you know, it alternates between two characters. That was one of the changes. And also whether I'd tell the story in the past or the present tense. That was a question that I had to um, come to terms with early on. I think one of the earlier drafts was all in the past tense, whereas uh, the, the book as published is in the present tense. Um, did you have any character inspiration, like from people or other books or anything? Yeah, so the idea for the characters really kind of came out of the subject matter that I was interested in writing about and thinking about my own, I suppose, um, uh, relationship to the topic areas at different parts of my life. So I would say that when I was younger and in high school, I had a fairly naive approach to the big questions in life and uh, not really a bit of an ignorance, I think, about understanding power and privilege and my place in the world, which is a lot of what the book is about. And so I based um, Harriet's character, I guess, on an exaggerated version of my own self as a young person. Um, and Will, the, the character of Will was kind of the antithesis of that, somebody who was far more knowing and uh, far more cynical about the world and I suppose she's closer to um, uh, my older self in, in, in a lot of ways. What is your favourite book, not including your own? <laughs> this is a really difficult question because it changes all the time and I have to say I don't have an all-time favourite book because I think as a reader you you experience books so differently yeah different times of your life so I'll name a couple that I suppose um, have held sway for, for a little while and then a recent book that I particularly loved um, so a couple of my all-time favorite books um, are um, uh, uh, the Northern Lights Trilogy by Philip Pullman and um, a book called Girl Meets Boy by Ali Smith, who's a Scottish writer. And a book that I read recently that I really adored was called um, Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony um, Dua. I think his last name is pronounced. It's a really massive book um, and it's got a lot of different intersecting parts and it creates this really amazing world and deals with a lot of contemporary issues and yeah I, I really enjoyed it. Um, what was the hardest part to write or the one that you had to write the most amount of times? The hardest part and this tends to be the case with the books that I write is the beginning. 
so hard to write because you want to be able to engage the reader from the outset. In a sense, it's the most important part to get right. But the challenge as well is to set the scene at the same time. So you're kind of having to deal with the exposition part of setting up the whole um, the world that you're building as well as immediately engaging the reader. And so with Amelia Wesley, I re- I couldn't tell you. Like it would have, I would have done at least 20 drafts on the first couple of chapters. And the first scene actually came quite late in the piece that I settled on that opening scene with the swimming um, and um, and the sports teacher being rude. And, um, yeah, but once I had that scene, it, it just kind of fell into place. Mm. Yeah. Did you get to choose the cover? Yeah, such a good question. So what publishers tend to do is I'll give you a choice of covers and they'll try and influence which one you'll like um, by kind of saying, oh, we really like this about this cover. But it's kind of this thing where it's like um, they pretend that it's your decision Mm -hmm. (laughs) by giving you a bit of a choice. It's not your decision. It certainly wasn't. I mean, it might differ um, depending on the agreements people have with their publishers. But I think um, generally speaking, publishers tend to be allowed to make the decision about how they're going to market your book. So they gave me the choice of, I think, two main designs and also different um, colours. So um, I actually chose the design that wasn't the one that got chosen, um, which was actually just focused on two girls as opposed to a kind of a sea of girls like the current the cover is. The other option that I had, which they were very keen on, was instead of a navy background um, as the current cover has, they wanted it to be pink, bright pink, which I didn't want. So mm. I won that battle. Uh, I've got to say, though, that I'm, in, I'm very pleased about the cover. I think it's, um, it's really helped with the success of the book and it's gotten it into the right hands and it's generally been very well received, so I feel very fortunate. Who is your favourite character in the book? Oh, this is such a good question. And I think it's hard to answer because I love all my characters in different ways. But I tend to think I really, really liked Nat Nguyen and I'd like to be able to, you know, explore that character again. And I think part of the reason I say that is because um, she's one of the minor characters in a way and um, I didn't get to spend too much time exploring her character and so there's that sense that it would be fun to just spend a bit more time with that. What part of like the original draft changed the most from the, the original to like the one in the book now? Yeah, look, again, I would say it has to be the beginning. Um, it was it started in a really different place and it kind of started as a bit of a, um, uh, like, uh, it was said in the, the, the beginning of the book was in the present tense, kind of looking back over all of this stuff that had just happened and then the rest was written in the past. But once I decided to put the whole book into the present tense, then that also influenced my opinion about what the first chapter needed to be. So, um, yeah, 
significant changes at the start. So the original beginning is much similar to the now ending. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of, in a sense, yeah, it kind of started at the end, um, which is always a bit confusing as a timeline. So um, I was talked out of that pretty quickly. What was your favourite Frank Amelia Westlake called or the favorite, or your favourite comic she published? I would say that my favourite one is the essay swap prank. Mm. And the reason that that holds a special place in my heart is because a couple of my friends actually did it when I was at school. Um, so I had a friend who was really boisterous in class and she was very bright, but because she behaved so badly in class, she was a bit like Will, um, always standing up to teachers and calling them out and um, they didn't like her and they had a they had a true prejudice against her and so she never did very well in um, in essays because her name was on the essay and so she um, <laughs> she decided to she and another friend who did always did far better on essays decided to um, hand them in under each other's names and call out the teacher and it absolutely worked she got the highest mark she'd ever had in her life and the other girl got um, a mark that was nowhere near as good as she usually got. So, um, yes, so it was a very embarrassing moment for, for, for the teacher involved. Who was the, who was the character that you, that you found most exciting to invent? Um, I would say, um, I must say that I had I had a lot of fun with the principal because she's so horrible and um, and just evil in a really fun way and uh, so yeah so I, I'd say principal crew. Have you like taken inspiration from other books? Yeah, look, absolutely. Um, I mean, I read a lot, and when I'm writing books, I mean, I know some authors. Say I, I won't read another book when I'm writing one because I don't want to get overly influenced. I'm the opposite. I I scour books for inspiration all the time, and I'm constantly rereading books that I love to see how writers pulled off stuff that I'd like to be able to do. I think with this book in particular. Um, Robin Klein's Hating Alice and Ashley was a huge influence and I've spoken about this before. I think the great thing about that book is it's got that dynamic between two girls, one that is ostensibly very well behaved and another one that is a real troublemaker. And they're much younger than the characters in my book, but that dynamic was certainly something that influenced me. At what, at, were you ever scared of what other people were going to think about your book? Yeah, always. I'm always terrified. Um, it's really hard to know until, you know, um, it gets published as to how it's going to be received. Um, and I think there is always, particularly if you're writing queer content, even today, it can be a little bit scary to see how people um, how comfortable people are with that content and particularly when you're writing young adult books. Um, teachers have a lot of opinions about young adult literature and what kids should and shouldn't be reading mm. and certainly that was
was something that um, was a factor in the reception of Amelia Westlake, but I think overwhelmingly um, I had a great deal of support from students as well as teachers, um, which was a, a complete relief. What, um, if, is there any books recently that you have read past publishing Amelia Westlake that you've gone, I wish I did that in Amelia Westlake? just in the sense that I think once I um, once I finish a book I'm no longer really invested in how I could make it better um, that said you know I'm always inspired when I read I read you know I read a lot and when I see a book that I enjoy I'm always thinking what you know can I do something like that in the next book can I pull that off and I think I mean thinking about Cloud Cuckoo Land for example I just love the scope of that book I love the fact that there are so many characters and the author creates such a large world that spans different um, points in human history and I just think in order to create something so massive that would be an amazing challenge to take on. Are you currently working on any other books? That you can disclose. <laughs> yes, I can. I can disclose the fact that I am working on another book. Um, I, I'm, I I won't say too much about it because it's still, um, you know, it's still it a work in progress, and it, and it may well change. Um, but it is another young adult novel, and um, yeah, I'm onto my twenty sixth draft or something at this point. <laughs> Taking quite a while this one, um, but hopefully. Um, yeah, you'll see it published in the next year or two. Looking forward to it. Yeah, um, that's all our questions. <laughs> that's fantastic. They are really, really great questions and really fun to, to answer. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you. This episode, we featured the book Amelia Westlake by Erin Goff and had Erin Goff on the podcast talking to us. So go check it out. Next week we will be doing the book, the the series, the girl, the dog, and the writer. Writer, in which Rome, room in Lucerne? No, um, Provence, and then Lucerne. Um, oh. these books are by Katrina Nanestad, so go check them out. Um, thank you for listening to this episode of the Story Station, and, and we'll, we'll see you next time. <laughs>